Milwaukee's MX Fuel Equipment System revolutionizes the light equipment market by delivering the performance and durability demanded by the trades. From the MX Fuel Cutoff Saw to the MX Fuel Tower Light, MX Fuel has you covered without the hazards associated with emissions, noise, vibrations, and the frustrations of petrol maintenance. MX Fuel Equipment System, equipment redefined. Attention sports fans, planning an overseas trip to catch your favorite games? Look no further than sports where I am. They've got it all. League schedules, trustworthy tickets, and over 200 cities to choose from, all conveniently on one website. Plus, as an Australian company, they know the importance of great customer service for those long-haul journeys. So visit sportswhereiam.com and start planning your dream sports trip today. Sports Where I Am, your ticket to an unforgettable sports travel experience. Righto, let's get into the show. Righto, welcome back to Tommy Talks, exclusively brought to you by Osmerican Aces. Today, I'm joined by another guest, another guest with the same first name as myself, a bit taller, um, the gentle giant, we call him. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Tommy Nichols. Tommy Sheridan, pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me. Great to be here, finally. We're in the studio. This is uh, Obviously, everyone's heard us talk about the studio on our other shows. This is the first ever Tommy Talks studio uh, podcast, mate. So save the best for the uh, you know the brand new opening here. So yeah. I hope you uh, hope you enjoy the facilities. We're looking we're looking sharp. Perfect, mate. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I was looking forward to the uh, the casting chairs. Um, so it's good <laughs> to be in the studio. <laughs> Tell you what, I love the jumper, man. That's a cracker. Thank you, mate. Yeah, unfortunately, no sponsorship here, but um, yeah, it's one of the few that actually fit me properly. So. For anyone out there that doesn't know what you used to do um, a few years ago, how many years ago was it? Uh, what are we talking about exactly here? Football, a few yeah. I used to do. Yeah, I know. You've done a few things in your life. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'd always like to talk about the professional side of things before we yes. talk about your transition. How long were you at the? How long ago was it when you were at the Gold Coast Suns? Mate, 2019 was my last year. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was fortunate enough to spend nine years up there, majority of that in rehab. But, um, yeah, finished up <laughs> just before the COVID year. So, oh, wow. It's yeah. a similar career. I think I was nine as well, but I was. Yep. I finished the year after. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You yeah, would have hated the year after. Yeah. <laughs> I mean- being a social Absolutely. butterfly and uh, being locked in a cage, you would have uh, you would have hated it. I mean, you yes. probably were anyway. Yeah, well, it was it kind of worked well because I obviously moved away from family when I was seventeen, um, and that was kind of the first time moving back, transitioned into work. So I kind of was able to focus on that, and then yeah, as you mentioned, um, the year the year later, sort of when the lockdowns eased, it was the. Uh, proverbial butterfly coming out of the cocoon, I guess, and was able to enjoy that, that social aspect of, of <laughs> yes. Melbourne life. I was just thinking then, I, I do this all the time. You've got the Nike jumper on and the Adidas runners on. Oh, I, do, I shouldn't yes. bring it up because they probably That's can't good. see, but I, I, did, I did that yesterday. <laughs> I did that yesterday. Um, is that a sin or is that play on? I'm going to say no. Interested to hear what your viewers think. Um, so you're saying play on? I'm saying play on. I'm saying fair bump. Brett Rosebury, fucking play on. <laughs> 500. I think when they're colour coordinated, it's play on. I mean, I do it yep. all the time. So only because I just can't be bothered. Um, yep. I wear me comfy runners and yep. whatever's up top. Two okay. great brands. Yeah, I'm surprised you picked up on it, mate. I'm, yeah, I'm impressed just, with you. I, just, I actually sense. Like, I like the colour coordinating, you know, just thought yep. I'd have a. And then I go, oh, that's something that I did <laughs> yesterday. And I was, the, th- the reason was I was leaving the house, I had the Nike jumper on and the Adidas runners. And I thought, far yeah. out, do I. 
do I do this? Do I? <laughs> there might be mistakes. Someone's pulled you up and then. Someone's yeah, pulled me up. Obviously, forward. Yeah. I appreciate it, mate. It's what Tommy talks is all about. Well, I'd love Growth. to know out there if anyone out there, is it a cardinal sin to wear Adidas runners and a Nike jumper or is it play on? Play on. Um, we both Team think play it's on. play on. Who cares what people think? <laughs> mate, let's go right. back to the Gold Coast Suns quickly because we're you're sure. transitioning and there's some exciting things going on. Um, clearly you've transitioned, but you're moving somewhere very exciting. I can't wait to talk about But just give everyone out there that might not know you a little bit of a uh, recap of you know your career and how it started where you grew up and yeah, um, sure, and, and being a 17 year old going to a club that had never existed just yeah. a little recap while I dive in and uh, ask you a few more yeah, questions yeah so for everyone out there who won't know me which is probably everyone um, <laughs> <laughs> I would have seen you on the decks mate every <laughs> yeah, house party true. you'll know there's a the big gentle Actually, giant on yeah. the deck so they know who you are <laughs> not a DJ unfortunately yeah <laughs> um, Yes, mate. So I grew up in a small country town, Yarrawonga. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty popular holiday destination. So a lot of people know it. But back when we were there, there was about three and a half thousand, I reckon. Um, had the city limits sign there. Um, yeah, played tennis growing up. Um, and then we, we actually moved to Melbourne for my brother's tennis because he was a he got a professional ranking when he was like 15. I think he was the second youngest after Hewitt. Older Aussie. than you? He's older than me, yeah. Three years older. Um, so yeah, moved to Melbourne when I was 12. Started playing footy then. Um, and as you mentioned, was lucky enough to be selected as a 17-year-old with the Goldie. Um, I think the year before they had the the draft age, you could be selected as a as a 17-year-old. So I think Jack Watts was the first pick, one of your one of our good mates. Um, and so he was playing AFL while he was still at school. So it was similar for us, but we were in the VFL. Um, and then yeah, mate, no, what was it? Ten years later, um, yeah, as you know, your career just goes like that. But Amazing times, amazing experiences, and um, yeah, something that I'll be forever grateful for. Jeez, you just skipped over the 10 years. And I, don't <laughs> worry, I'm not going to let him get away with that one. Talk to me about tennis. Did you you would have had a mean serve being so tall. Yeah. Something I'm very uh, you know jealous of. I can't serve. It's funny. So Pat, my older brother, was an absolute gun, as I mentioned. Um, yeah, won a bunch of national tournaments, played junior Oz Open and or, um, Wimbledon and US Open, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I... I don't know why. I remember, I think I saw a docker of the Williams sisters and Venus was older than Serena and Serena obviously ultimately was better than her. For some reason, I thought I was going to be better purely because I was a younger sibling. So followed in his shadow, his massive shadow for ages. Um, and it wasn't until I was about 11 years old that I sat down and I asked dad, I was like, oh, dad, do you think I'm ever going to make it? And dad's like tells a story and he's like, he thought it was like going to be a massive turning point of like making or breaking me. And he goes, oh, mate, if you put in, a bit more effort, you're probably a chance, but the way you're going, I don't think you will. And he's like sweating bullets being like, oh no, like have I just crushed my son? And I've turned to him and I've gone, oh, thank God. I didn't really like it anyway. <laughs> I just gross. thought I was going to be better than Pat. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So fortunately, obviously didn't have as much talent as him. Had a mean serve, but yeah, that's about as far as it went. When did the football start to become a priority? I, don't, I think about, you know, myself growing up and I just did everything. I did all the sports yeah. till about 14 and then 15, it started yep. to really ramp up. Was that similar yeah, for you? I reckon it was the same, mate. Yeah, I reckon, um, yeah, when I was 15. So was, um, yeah, trying out for, well, I was playing volleyball, basketball and footy um, and trying out for those um, regional and state teams. And, f- yeah, footy was obviously um, – Footy actually just provided me uh, more opportunities and more certainty, to be honest. Like basketball was my big love growing up. But when I was playing, um, the admin, the administration and the management that was in charge at the time, volleyball were like, so we had trainings on like, say it was a Sunday, um, had like footy practice matches on Sunday, training for volleyball and basketball both on Sunday. 
footy was like, yeah, mate, like play with us every second week. Like love you playing basketball and volleyball. It actually helps your footy. Whereas the other two sports were like, nah, pick us or like we won't select uh, you. really? Yeah. So to be honest, that was like- Turned you off a bit. Yeah, turned me off. Yeah. And footy was just so supportive. Like they do it so well at a grassroots level, which is why it's such a successful sport and a national sport. Um, so yeah, they were just uh, f- like facilitated so much more opportunity. Yeah. And I think it's why a lot of players like, yeah- Watsy, Pendlebury, obviously basketball backgrounds. Yeah. Um, all go but ultimately well. chose to play footy. Yeah. Uh, were you always this tall? How tall are you? I was born this tall. Yeah. So shout out to mum. Um, <laughs> six foot eight, straight out the womb. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, I was always fairly tall, big baby, 9.2 pounds. Um, but I don't think it was until about year eight or nine that I hit, hit the growth spurt and was sort of back center of, of um, the photos being the tallest in the class. Yeah. But then, yeah, I just, yeah, forgot how to stop growing. 17-year-old going to the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah. Uh, how was that quickly? You know, what was- what, Mate, it was amazing. You just, were you taking the piss or what, first year? I, to be honest, I was very <clears throat> immature mentally for that first oh, year. Mate, looking back. I mean, ask yourself if you're listening or watching. You're 17 years old. <laughs> you're going to an AFL club that's never existed with a couple yeah. of superstars from different codes. Yeah. Um, and there was not much media attention up there. Other, than, other than the launches. Yeah. You guys were all living together. It would have been the most yeah. fun. <laughs> Mate, it, it would have amazing. been so much and fun. And even as I touched on before, that first year we went up, there was six of us. <clears throat> sorry, there was 12 of us. Well, there was 11 of us. Fuck, a lot of numbers here. 11 17-year-olds because Alex Keith chose to play cricket. Obviously, now the doggy's doing well, the big chieftain. Um, but six of us continued to do school. So we finished year 12 up there. Two of them failed, Trent McKenzie and Luke Russell. Love you, boys. Shout <laughs> <Trent, laughs> out to the boys. Trent, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon they lasted about what two weeks. What failed you 12? Well, they couldn't <laughs> even get – I mean, I slept in the exams and I passed. <laughs> How did they fail? Yeah, great question. But they gave us a choice of which school – of two schools that you could go to. Four of us chose the more academic schools. Luke and Trent um, chose the more footballing school up in Queensland. Um, That's brilliant. Mate, hilarious. I reckon – the week we got up there, we went to Pacific Fair, the big shopping center there, oh, yeah. and the boys have like got their first paycheck and like bought these like brand new leather. I can't even remember what they were like. Really nice, like dress shoes, basically. Timberlands, for school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They had your Timberlands, <laughs> the suede ones. Um, I remember after the first day of school because we'd train in the morning and then train after in the afternoon after school. The boys were like keen as to rock up to school in their their new kit. We get to training and like, oh, how was it, boys? Like, we had a great day. And they're like, hey, they all hate us. Like, they started teasing us for our leather shoes. They were all in like vans and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, different fashion <laughs> so up there. Massively different fashion, different school. So um, didn't start off too well with them. And then four weeks later, they were in full-time program and the other four of us at the other school, um, yeah, continued our studies. That's crazy. So you're doing school up there in yeah, AFL, yeah. doing school. Um, Where are you yeah. living in Goalie at the time? What, Ma- what area? I started in Narang. With don't Taylor Hine. Don't know where. Oh, yeah. yeah went to, I went to school back. with Hinesy. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah great. Great fella. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, they call people out there the Narangatangs. Um, How far away is it? Oh, it's all, it's probably like, it's really close to Carrara, um, but okay. it's out the other it's side. side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the way to sort of dream. You're not, near, you're not near the hustle and bustle. You're not near Burley and You could be further spots. from the Glitter Strip. Yeah. yeah. Didn't meet a meter made for, for the first six months. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't meet one at all, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just looking at like, just, just Gold Coast and, yeah, yeah, I guess 
they're going well now, I think. Like, obviously, this year, they're sitting, I think, 14th on the ladder. Um, they've just lost <laughs> their coach. That sounds terrible. So they're not going that well, but yeah. that, their list will will progress next yeah. year. I, I, I'll put anything on it. They'll, I reckon they might even progress to finals next year if yeah. Hardwick comes in and they actually have a real mature list. But it's been a struggle. They've never yeah. finished above 14th yeah. or something, which is 12th, I think. 12th, yeah, I think so. yeah, one of our years and then last year. Okay, 12th. 12th yeah. So that, that's great to know because I think I said 14th the other day. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> still, 12th's not great. And yeah, what, 11, how many years have been? 12 years? Yeah, what, uh, what was I? Nine, yeah, plus three, 12. Yeah. 12 years and they've never yeah. finished above 12. So looking back now, being a part of the, you know, the culture, yeah. Yeah. what was missing? What, if you could go back yeah. in time, what yeah. do you think the club needed? It's a great question, mate, and I've got the beauty of hindsight on, on my side. But, um, yeah, in my opinion, like not necessarily the correct one, but um, there's a couple of things, and, and one of them I don't really think you can change until you build enough momentum and traction up there. But um, I think, honestly, and you touched on it before, is like not having that media scrutiny. So I think there was an element. I remember like <laughs> Rocket like obviously would come in and, <laughs> and blast us, but I remember he used to say like if you guys were in Melbourne, you'd be like, sitting down and like people would be like giving you grief, but you just don't have that pressure up there. And again, like I can't relate to what that pressure was like because I only played up there, but um, I think there's an element of pressure builds diamonds. So that was, that's a small part. Um, but I, yeah, in my opinion, I think management at the time um, were really young and inexperienced. Um, and as a result, probably weren't as well equipped to nurture um, and develop some of us younger guys but mate, in the same breath, like you compare us to to GW, GWSs and your list, your seventeen year olds, um, again, like chalk and cheese. Like you guys, obviously, had a lot more talent than us. Um, so there's an element of that as well. I think I think there's yeah, a myriad of of a number of things that that contributed to to the lack of success. Um, and now I think they've got yeah a lot in place. They've got the facilities in place. Like my first tra- training session there, we're in a shipping container. Yeah, like yeah, our gym I'm, is like not, not a demountable, a I'll shipping look, container. Oh wow! Yeah, so it was already like thirty degrees and ninety percent humidity. Um, and I remember we used to weigh in and we'd lose weight after a gym session. So like, go figure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you could probably do that as well because you. I'm the I lose weight, oh, man. man. It's just sloppy, <laughs> just sloppy, skinny, yeah. running, just a running man. I can't, just can't maintain run, muscle. Just, I mean, everyone's, everyone, everyone's different. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's hot up there as well. Yeah. I still think they drafted well. They drafted well. In terms yeah. of like the yeah, younger sure. talent, I think yeah. they could have maybe changed. And they have now, yeah. The, as you said, the talent that they've got now is But they, is don't, they didn't retain it. They didn't, like the Giants, if you're comparing the Giants yeah. and the Gold Coast Suns, yeah. I think they've, they've held on to most of their stars. Yeah. Whereas- I mean, it's a bit of a different leadership um, group as well. You guys had Bill Davis and Cal Ward, who were sort of like just before their prime, they peaked at they the more, Giants. They were younger. They yeah. were younger. Whereas we had Gaz, Michael Riscatelli, he was one of the greatest, great leaders, um, one of your previous guests in Brownie. But they'd already sort of had their All-Australian Guernseys and um, stuff. So whilst great leaders probably weren't able to give as much output as, as some of yours. Let's talk comparables. Let's talk about Brownie. Oh, I've never just <laughs> laughed so much. I mean, I, and, oh, and, and being in a footy club, I can only imagine the standards on the field would have been elite. Yeah. And then in the locker room, you couldn't have smiled anymore around him. What yeah. was he like to have around the club? Mate, he was um, an enigma. Um, I remember played in his 200th or 250th or something and just, yeah, one of the one of the speeches he gave us, I think at three-quarter time, like I've never been as motivated in my life. Um 
And yeah, he was just like a, a ragged. I think he actually, in my first game, he, um, because I was like so nervous, like full of beans. So I remember we went out in the warm up and I was like, we were doing a handball drill and I was just trying to intercept everything. And he just pulled me aside and he's like, mate, like we love your energy around the contest, but fucking save it for the game. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, shit, like that's, yeah, big coming from Brownie. But yeah, like uh, it's hard to describe him. He was, yeah, manic trainer. Um, loved having like just as much fun off the field as he did on the field. Um, but yeah, he actually took, so us 17 year olds in that draft class, I think there was about 22 of us. Um, we all obviously turned 21 in the same year and he took us on a, a Vegas trip for seven nights, eight days. <laughs> so like just sums him up. Oh, he's a good man. And when we were chatting, <clears throat> we got into it a little bit, but he thinks he kind of got shafted um, in terms of held out to dry right. uh, with all that stuff going on. Clearly, you know, there was a few things going on, but yeah. You know, main you know, hold not, not shafted. I, I'm, I'm probably not using the exact words, but you know, he was such a leader and a good person to have around the club. He did make a couple of mistakes, but just to be shown the door, um, you know, he reckons it really hurt them with leadership wise because all you young blokes were probably looking up to him, and he's obviously doing other things off the field. So, did you find it really tough when Brownie left? Um, I found it tough, like. Sounds like a cliche answer, but when everyone left, but that just became the norm. Like, I think after our fourth year, we'd cycled, like, we'd almost cycled through like three times a list kind of oh, thing. Like, really? Yeah. Obviously, we had list size concessions that we had to like adhere to. So we had to get rid of more players than not. But yeah, for someone like myself, like, obviously, there, there were off field incidents and like, <clears throat> I don't envy head coaches and um, like board members and stuff of the club because like managing, like player personalities and different dynamics. Like, yeah, it'd be such a tough job. Like obvious one is the, the Brownie and Maisie incident. Like you've got like an up and coming star and then you've got a, a leader um, who's sort of, yeah, paved his way and got a lot of experience previously, but has some off field issues himself. So yeah, I, th I think for us, like as young blokes at the time, we were just trying to, yeah, head down, bum up. Yeah, no, to, yeah just, you know, well, you don't want to get involved. You, that, you don't uh, like get involved anyone's drama, you just stay yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, support support both of them where you can, but but losing yeah. someone like Brownie mm. must have been hard. Like in terms of like just the on field leadership, the yeah. toughness. You know, he's a bloke that takes 20, 20 21 year olds to Vegas. Yeah, um, it, it takes a lot for someone older to do that. That's a very giving thing. Obviously, it's like boys, I'll show you the ropes. You're all young. Sure. Come with me. Yeah. Um, I know Vegas like the back of my hand. You know what I mean? I think he wants to be. Yeah. I think he wants his ashes to be Sorry. sprinkled in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> like I just think it's a big first no to leave, and then as you said, yeah. it was a bit of a revolving door there. Yeah. It just would have been tough. I would, I would have thought not just Brownie, but losing yeah. all these leaders as young yeah. men for sure, mate, for sure. And you, you nailed on the head. Brownie was a classic on-field leader, so he was the one that you'd go out and you'd go to war with and be really inspired, and he'd motivate you. Um, whereas you had other leaders that that brought you together in, in different parts of the of a footy club. But another one who. Um, yeah, went through some controversial stuff off the field, but Carmichael Hunt, like he, I remember he and Brownie were, were two that um, sort of empowered us younger blokes to to challenge the the coaching staff and the the um, the conditioning staff um, to be more so around to educate yourself, being like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Like, and then kind of coming to agreements. So if we do this training, like, how about we? Uh, um, kind of change up the the program to to give time back to to families and whatnot. So so they were like they were really powerful in that and like opening our eyes to that, as was Tom Murphy, um, similar mould, Minnie McWalter, who's obviously at Richmond now coaching there and, and doing great things um with the situation he's been given. So 
yeah, I guess going back to your, your question earlier, um, yeah, having that, having those key leader pillars as players, um, yeah, not having them there for, for long periods of time probably did cause a bit of instability yeah. within the list for sure. Who was one of the best you've seen at the Suns? Because there's a lot of talent. Obviously, we're good mates with the meatball, Prestia. Yeah. Um, you know, Maisie's been through there. You know, Tommy Lynch, you got yeah. Gary Ablett. You know, you got all, we got all this. I'm leaving heaps out here. Yeah. There's so much talent, which yeah. we know doesn't stand up. Um, and it's a team sport, so it does stand up, but you need it. You need the right pillars around. For sure. Who is someone that you still think hasn't got enough credit? Like someone that was just so talented. Yeah. Harley Bernal was someone I probably left there. Uh, that was the one I was going to say. The okay. one that you hadn't mentioned, you obviously played with him. But <clears throat> yeah, I remember, yeah, Ben, just during training, like, He'd obviously play on a wing and he'd just run like post to post and like link up for four possessions like and like, yeah, take the kick out, end up kicking the goal, um, wouldn't be puffed and would be laughing and like going up to Gaz being like, where were you there, mate? Um, <laughs> it was great. And then like to add another layer to that, probably and like he, he, I'll talk to him about this and he would be the first one to put his hand up. But four weeks prior to that when preseason had start, he'd run a not like arbitrary number, but he'd run a nine minute 2K and just blow up. So his ability and talent to gain fitness was like nothing I'd ever seen. So he'd only need sort of two, three, four weeks um, to be able to, to be able to do those um, athletic feats. But yeah, I guess, um, um, yeah, having that lack of preparation is probably what caused him to, to break down and, and not get the most out of himself. But yeah, so he was probably the most talented Um I think he had that game against Geelong. I think he kicked six off a wing. Yeah. Um, I think he had. I remember when Frio, we played him and um, I was emergency, but I remember being in the room and he had like 43 and kicked two. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And we were running with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he would have been like 20, 21 maybe. Yeah. Or 19. Yeah. Um, so he, yeah. But then Gaz was the one that, yeah, he was the one that you'd pinch yourself with. I remember like, yeah, playing in a midfield with Dion and Jago Mira when he was absolutely firing. Um and Gaz would, yeah, win games off his boot or he'd kick two goals in the last quarter and, and win it for us. And we'd be like literally looking at each other being like, is this, is this bloke serious? Is this real life? Yeah. What's it like um, playing with the, with the goat? One yeah. Of, you know, it's one amazing, of, mate. One of the goats. I, yeah. I, I liked it. I played with him in 2013 when he won his Brownlow. So I like to just, yeah. Yeah. On a platter. Yeah. Did he, did absolutely. he shout you a few drinks that <laughs> night or what? <laughs> he did. He did. He, um, one of the, uh, as you, as everyone's mentioned, one of the most competitive humans of all time, um, and it didn't stop anywhere. I remember Mad Monday, we played quarters, um, and I played with him. And I beat him. I beat him in one game, um, and then he just wouldn't leave me alone, and just like destroyed me, and just got me like so drunk because I'd beaten him once, and he just had to. So is that competitive? Is that competitive? Table tennis, same thing. He actually played against uh, a game against my brother Pat, who had that transferable tennis skills and Pat beat him and he was so filthy about it. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. The ultimate beast. Sam Taylor's a bit like that. And when you think about yeah. Taylor tennis, um, yep. for any footy, you know, all the footy nuffies out there, but slammer we call him, but yeah, he hates losing and yeah, cracks the shit. Yeah. but very competitive and you can see why he doesn't give up many goals. Yes. Yeah. It's always a Carries good, it on the field yeah, as well. it's a good yeah. trait. And table tennis, such a key pillar of a football club, isn't it? Any cool <laughs> stories from the Suns days back in the day before oh, we move on? I want to talk mate. about your transition and what you're doing now and, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, nine years, like, you know, maybe two questions is before, actually before you, uh, you tell me some funny stories, have you got yeah. some advice for yourself or any other young players, you know, Ooh. if you were to look back now, how old are you now? 31? 31, yeah. So you're 31 yeah. years old. You played um, AFL footy as, a, as young as you could or been on a list at 17. Yeah. There's a lot of young guys out there that listen to this. There's a lot of parents probably. Um, yeah. 
and a lot of just fans. Yeah. What would be some advice that you'd give yourself looking back now yeah. um, if you could change something? Yeah, mate. Yeah, great question. And again, the beauty of hindsight on on my part um, and very biased now because I'm kind of three years post, so I've been able to transition. But yeah, to be honest, I'd somehow like intertwine in your program because as you know, it's so consuming, the footy world. Um, but spend some time outside of footy with people that aren't involved with the club, doing something that you like that you can transition into. So heavily skewed towards that transition piece. But also too, because oh, just the like the echo chamber that is the football world, like, and I get it, like you identify as a footballer, so you're going to judge yourself on performance and everything. But just to have those conversations outside of footy, I think can place you in such a better space, like mentally, um, and allow you to have a bit more clarity when it comes back to footy. But again, I know how hard it is when you're in the moment and when you're in that environment. Um, but yeah, if there if there's something that that blokes, uh, sorry, and women too can find outside of footy that they're, that they're passionate about, that could be a future career for them. Um, you have a day, you get, you get plenty of time off in during the season. So wherever you can, like do do everything you need to 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 hone your craft. But where you can, spend as much time sort of outside the footy bubble. Because I think it'll pay dividends inside the footy and fear form. So were you not doing that? I was, mate, but I still couldn't couldn't escape the um, yeah, the, the scrutiny and stuff that you put yourself under. Um, and I think that like affected my form for a number of years as well. So how do you how do you and I'm just breaking these layers down. Yeah. How, how do you yeah. how do you get away from the scrutiny then? Yeah. If you were doing it and yeah. you're giving yourself some advice, yeah, what is it going to see the psychologist or is it? Potentially, yeah, it's horses for courses. But I think building a network, so finding some some key people. So we had some really good people at the Suns who were involved in business, but spending time around them and just saying, "Hey, can we not talk about footy?" Because that's obviously the great draw card. So I did I did a couple of internships whilst I was studying and playing, and it was great. One of them was at CBA at their business bank, and I'd go in and um, like everyone would love it because they'd talk about footy, and that was great. But I guess if yeah. If, if I was yeah, to have my time again, you sort of remove yourself and talk about like their lives and, and what they do. And um, I get golf, golf's another good one. You can sort of escape and you have that opportunity to talk about the real world. But yeah, really like diving deeper into something outside of footy for mine, whether it's business, um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's good advice. Before I move into the transition, give me give me some stories that maybe we don't know about. So, what was it like? As I said, you're up there, you're all carrying on. Any funny stories yeah. on the track, off the field, um, at the Gold Coast days that uh, yeah. come front of mind? Oh, my, my favourite ones are, are um, when we're at school. So in year twelve. So um, as I mentioned, so I went to I, I did year twelve with Piers Flanagan, Taylor Hine, and Mav Weller. Um, all great fellas and um, Mavuela, just one of the great personalities, great leader as well, very, very headstrong bloke. So we did three and a half days of school the way we were able to manipulate our um, our calendar and our schedule. So we do, I think it was a Wednesday. So Wednesday we'd like do yoga in the morning and then we like, don't know why, but we had this thing where we'd like race each other to school, like obviously obeying the road rules um, <laughs> and we'd keep a tally. And so whoever would lose at the end of the week would like shout the other coffee or whatever. Um but whenever we like got to school, like we'd be like <laughs> tearing down. They had this like little um, driveway and then car park at the bottom of the hill, tearing down this hill. So like teachers and stuff would like <laughs> come out of their classrooms and like disturb kids. Um, and because we'd gotten to the beach, <laughs> Mavwell <laughs> would walk out with a towel wrapped around him, like obviously a big unit, big unit back in the day. Yeah. yeah. So had his rig out, sunny's on, coffee in hand. <laughs> and he used to, I think he's gotten rid of it now, but he had a Top Gun tattoo. Oh, wow. Obviously Maverick. Um 
so yeah, just I just I just picture Mav strutting around the uh, the All Saints grounds. Um, yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, that is yeah. A, that is a head bobble yeah. and a half fabric, <laughs> which we love. Love oh, which you, we do love. We do love that. I mean, yeah. if you got the rig and you're yeah. you're at school and you're on an AFL list, that is that exactly. is one way to get people just going. Look yeah. at these blokes, hundred percent. Running done the same thing, but spaghetti arms over <laughs> yeah. here. Was, I had jumpers yeah, yeah. on, shirt sure. on, mate. I was at Yacht yeah. Week with the shirt on, yeah. sunburned, but probably because of the rig as well. Yeah, um, mate. What what are you doing now? Tell everyone how you've transitioned. What are you focusing on? Where's all your energy gone the last? three and a half years um, yep. and the move, the big move. The big move. Jeez, it's a build up. Um, mate, so I was fortunate enough to study and complete my uni degree while I was playing. So I studied commerce and finance. Um, yeah. Uh, Travelled over to New York one year, 2016, used to date an American girl, um, but caught up with a family friend who was in investment banking, um, picked his brains, fell in love with the city, fell in love with what he was doing. So just followed that path. So last three years, been doing that in Melbourne. Um and then, yeah, a few months ago, um, came to an agreement with with the firm because initially wanted to get transferred over there, but market conditions have been really tough. So, came to an agreement with them, pulled the cord, um, and was just just been interviewing um, and meeting, which I'd sort of set up in advance before moving over. Um, and yeah, landed a, an investment banking gig uh, over in New York. So, the pinnacle of that, um, yeah, caught up with with your good friend and. Um, Great fella, Nick Stone. Oh, you guys caught up? We did, yeah, yeah. We did it in California. Yeah, great man, really generous with his time as well and connected me with a lot of people um, as you do as well. But um, yeah, mate, so I'm on that path. So I'm I'm here, you've caught me at a good time. I'm here processing my visa at the moment and I'm starting in a couple of weeks. So That is um, so exciting. Yeah, really excited for that. Yeah, so going over and yeah, experiencing that that New York market um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I just can't wait, like. For like butterflies again. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I um, it's hard to find something, isn't it? Once you finish, you never will find the same. I don't know thrill and atmosphere, and I don't know the you yeah, know when you're on a footy, rush, adrenaline yeah, rush. It's yeah. hard to find that, and then also the drive to win a premiership, like yeah. as a group as of a group. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's a big group. There's like 150 people in the building, yeah, and there's obviously like 40 on the list, but 40 odd. Um. You've found, it sounds like you've found this new passion. Is it reinvigorated? You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. just feeling unbelievable about it. Mate, it's a great point you make as well because I remember when I first started at my first gig in Melbourne, um, I remember talking to my boss and um, like just planning out like what you wanted to do and I like basically said to him, I was like, mate, I want to take over from you. I want to be. A, I want to become a partner um, and how do I do it quicker than everyone else? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like you can take your time and like not everyone has to do that. And I was like, what do you mean? Like what do you mean? Not everyone wants to be the absolute best. And he's like, yeah, like welcome to the real world. Like some people yeah. don't have that drive and, and aspiration. So that was a good, good lesson. And, um, yeah, good, good reflection upon like, I guess like how to, how to communicate effectively with, with other people and stuff. But, um, to your point about, yeah, transitioning and being reinvigorated, listen to the, your podcast with Mitchie Wallace, um, who's yeah, great friend and old schoolmate went to St. Kevin's for one year with, with those boys and had some su- success, which was great. Um, and we've actually crossed over in the, co- the commerce world, but, um, yeah, the, 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 the fact of, um, identity that he spoke about, like couldn't have rang more true to me as well. Like, and as you know, as well, mate, it's, yeah, I mentioned it before you get so consumed with footy and your identity is like purely a footballer. So for someone like myself who seemingly on the surface had, like uni degree behind me, job lined up, like my transition was going to be easy, but it was anything but. Um, and that was all because of that identity piece. So it took me like 
yeah, good good six months to not feel guilty about having a beer on a Friday, which was a really weird one because obviously like Friday you associated with like game the day before game day. Um, so to have a beer that night was like really weird. Um, but yeah, like anything, you just immerse yourself in it. Um, yeah, investment banking for me is great because you're, you're still working with um, some highly ambitious people um, and trying to achieve that common goal a la a, a premiership. Um, and now I'm able to, yeah, transition that and move to, to New York with it. What is the premiership in that world? It's, you have multiple premierships, I think. So yeah, it's, sounds very cliche, but it's helping clients like with whatever their corporate goals are. So raising capital or closing deals, selling, selling their business or buying other businesses on behalf of them. Um, and just taking that to the finishing line and, um, yeah, seeing it through. And the KPIs for this job, just to give everyone an insight, how many deals would you be doing in a year? It's yeah. Great question. And it varies because some deals can take more than a year. Um, so I guess that's where that's that build up and that's the work that you put in. But um, Jeez, you'd be walking around the office with a bit of a head wobble <laughs> and get the deals done, wouldn't you? I mean, no. when they fall through, you'd be flat. Exactly. It'd be like losing, yeah, the, so, uh, yeah, it'd be like losing a prelim or yeah, something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that I have any um, not that be, knowledge. No, nah, it wouldn't be like knowledge, that. Knowledge of that. Different. But uh, yeah, that is the, exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. But, and you're yeah. in the suit every day? These guys are a bit more casual, which is great because I guess, yeah, that whole work from home um, COVID era has kind of shifted shifted that um i'll definitely have the bag of fruit on me but um, yeah you gotta I think sharp yes yeah, exactly. the first six yeah. months you know what i mean the <laughs> big aussie just with yeah. the big gentle giant six yeah. foot eight rolling yeah. around all the gear no idea yeah, yeah. getting um, deals done just off the uh <laughs> off the height deals 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 <laughs> <laughs> um yeah can't wait mate. what was stoney's um best piece of advice if it was a private conversation you don't need to mention it but was there yeah. something that is worth sharing yeah he said so again it was very specific to my situation and, and um the market over in new york that i touched on but he said um, just get your foot in the door over there because you think Melbourne's competitive um, and diverse and whatever, but New York's 10, 20 more levels, mate. It's, yeah, unbelievable. You've got, and if you think about it too, you've got people in that demographic and that geography going for the same roles that you are. So you're this Aussie with like experience that they've never heard of, AFL that like you can, you can, but you can't even like play the ex-professional it's athlete good, yeah. It's a new world out there. It's, new world, it's, yeah. It's fresh yeah. start. Yeah. So you've got to, you've got to, um, yeah, take your opportunity when you get it, which is what he said, um, and then just get involved with everything that you can. So he's, I'm, I'm so excited for you. Well, you're coming over. Mate. I am you're, coming over in October Halloween. and uh, yeah, yes. there for Halloween with my family and because yeah. um, I have my birthday, 30th, with my sister and yeah. got a twin sister. So yeah. anyone out there is wondering. So we're all going over there and um, yeah. Yeah, you're going to be there. There's a few Bad, other people yeah. there that we're mates with. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's a, yeah. uh, it's, it's not easy to get there. Yeah. Um, oh, bloody oath. But uh, yeah, it will be really exciting. And yeah. hopefully, hopefully you know all the local spots, mate, because oh. I'm not going to do too much prep. I'm just going to yeah. call you two weeks out and well, say I'm coming. Yeah, mate. Come and bunk with me. Well, uh, going back to what Stoney said and like getting involved with, don't, not saying no to anyone. Um, Mate, I've got you covered for Halloween. We've got we've got an event lined up. Like, oh, I've perfect. got your ticket already. Like, oh, perfect. Yeah, we're on. We're plugged in. What are we wearing? Well, good question. I want some good question. I've done that. Uh, Maybe the Mav Weller. I'll just wear a yeah. towel, sunnies, coffee. <laughs> Imagine Sorry, who man. are you? Mav's Mav copying it today. Um, I think I, I went as Ted once and the Mets were in the, oh, um, yeah. uh, they were in the, uh, what do you call it? In the baseball 
bloody, I should know the end. World the, Series. Yeah, World Series, the yep. Mets. And I want the Mets tee over the top of Ted and I was a big cuddly bear. Oh, yeah, nice. And I've yeah. never, you want to talk about dropping five kilos, mate. I reckon I dropped five kilos. I was yeah, sweating, sweating that much. Yeah. Because you're in nightclubs dancing as, a, you know. As, as a teddy bear. <laughs> as a teddy bear. <laughs> as a cuddly and teddy everyone bear. loved it. So I was like, hey, and then you take the head off and they're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> like, put it on. <laughs> leave the head back <laughs> on. <laughs> That's gold. But um, I, yeah, I won't be doing that. Yeah, yeah I won't yeah. be doing that. Something a bit more, uh, you know. Just more comfortable, a bit more risque. So yeah, maybe yeah. hit me up with some ideas. Two types of Halloween. Speaking dresses. of um, New York, I've got an idea here. I mean, sports where I am, our friends at sports where I am, they're um, I mean, if you, the, the easiest way for me to describe it is they're Aussies, they're great blokes, and they provide you the best seats in the house mm. when you want to book yourself mm -hmm. a ticket to any sporting event um, around the world, and particular New York. And I just went online. I uh, think it was a week ago and just booked myself and uh, my family some tickets to the, how good's this, the timing, and hopefully you get there on the 29th of October, New York Jets are playing the Giants. They only play each other every um, four years. So mm. this, and Rogers is a new quarterback, Giants are going well. So got myself some tickets, not cheap, uh, just the, the game, um, but with 15% off from sports where I am, I should hold it up so you know what I'm talking about. Uh, use the discount code ACES and you will get a 15% off um, at checkout like I did, which is a lot of money. You save about 400 bucks. Um, now, mate, I've got different cities here, but I've provided you none other than New the York city. city. Yarrawonga. No, New York. <laughs> Yarrawonga. <laughs> um, mate, pick one of the events off that and let me know when you're in New York, what would be the one event that you would take yourself to and maybe a friend? Um, it's only sporting events. I'm trying to look for my DJ set at Brooklyn Mirage. It's not here. <laughs> That's the after party, mate. Sure, you sure, handle that sure. one. They're very professional out, outfit uh, sports me. right here. Always. <laughs> <laughs> do you carry that okay. USB, do you? No, not at all, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Loser. Um, mate, what's the sports that uh, you'd be booking if you oh. when I give you a little prize in a second? Oh, how good is this? Like, you talk about New York and you've got, yeah, you've literally got 10 events here. Um, oh, it's a tough one. Oh, actually, no, it's not. Um, ice hockey is my favourite sport live. So I'm going Rangers at the Madison Square Garden. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Well, mate, yeah. courtesy of our friends at Sports That's Ram, huge true. you're getting a $250 voucher. And true. Uh, that will Amazing. sort you out with a ticket to the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. Um, obviously, our friends at Sports Ram. Yeah, good. We can't thank them enough. And if you're going to, you know, overseas, I think the schedules are all out. <laughs> Make sure you head online at sportsroam.com and book yourself some tickets and use ACES at checkout for a handy discount. I might have said 15% off. I can't remember what it is, but it's a lot of money when you put it through. Obviously, tickets aren't cheap yeah. to these events. And if you're um, saving 450, it's 15%, then. Yeah, exactly right. So there you go, mate. That's yours. Um, back to New York. What's, uh, what location? Thank you. What, uh, where, where are you, um, you going to base yourself? So I'm starting in, um, met a, yeah, met some like great Aussies over there. And that's again, the scale of New York. Like I've met like six or seven different Aussie groups and like Aussies, we obviously like stay together and integrate well when we move overseas, but so many of these people don't know each other, but yeah, met a, met a, um, a fellow who's got a spare room. Um, so he's in Williamsburg. So there for the first two months. Um, and then I'll find something myself after that. Um, yeah. probably go back to Manhattan on the Island. Um, yeah, Lower East Side or Williamsburg or, is Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah, sorry, I yeah. Say, I knew it was yeah. Brooklyn, but I didn't want to go with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all that confidence, mate. Tonight, I mean, Williamsburg's Queens. Uh, yeah, yeah, so that's sure. a while. Is that a while from work? Where's work, mate? It's all really close. So work will be yeah, Midtown. Um, so yeah. 20, uh, 15 minutes on the train. Oh, yeah. man, they don't yeah. really. They're not really on Wall Street anymore. Um, they're not on Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. 
Some of that? them are. They're yeah. just moving away from it. Yeah. Just, yeah, rent there's too expensive and, um, yeah, financial districts, still big, but, yeah, they're sort of diversifying a bit closer to Central Park. Um, before I skip over New York, um, what's the coolest place in New York you've been? Yes, great plug. So the me mate, me roommate, me future roommate, Leroy, big Liam, um, he manages and runs uh Le Dive or Le Dive. So it's this, yeah, sweet French bar. Um, drop my name at the door and you get fifty percent off. Fifty no, percent no, off. Bang. I, 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 I want to get entry. <laughs> um, but no, nah, that's cool, mate. I've um yeah, like really good out like Al Fresco dining. Um, who do we see there? We saw um Jonathan and Nancy from Stranger Things. The two actors there. I'm nodding um, like I know. Yeah, yeah. I got fucking no idea. Yeah. I'm not going to be a fraud here and say, I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah don't know, I don't watch it yet. Some real A-listers yeah, um, for the Stranger Things fans out there. Um, but I guess that's everywhere in New York. You've, There's so many celebs. So I, don't many get, celebs. I don't get like hassled, I reckon. It's more chill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's Which, what they say. Well, you'll be able to tell us when you come over, mate, whether or not you get hassled. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Imagine that. You can be um, number one. But yeah, that's- Mate, you've been traveling around a lot. So, like, I've done a little bit of travel, but we've done a bit. We'd, why didn't you link up with us, mate? You meant oh. to come to Mykonos and you've, you've, you've dogged us. And I saw you in Spain around the you – know, not around the corner, but three hours away. Mate, what's going on? We had a bed for you and everything. Hey? <laughs> mate, my, my liver needed a break after six weeks in New York. But, no, it would have been great to, to yeah, get on board, um, yeah, with yourself, um, Camby and, and um, Geordie. But – uh, yeah, just it was just easier to get to, to Barcelona. So, um, yeah, I was able to get a couple of weeks off um, after, yeah, signing the job offer um, and thought I'd duck over for a quick European summer. Makes so, sense. So you kind of celebrated yeah. the, uh, the, you know, the signing. Yeah. yeah. Is that right. how it works, by the way? I, I, I actually, I've never been in this position yeah. um, and hopefully, you know, one day you are. You just went to New York looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. So you were just yeah. meeting people. You'd obviously teed them up. So you'd emailed yeah. as many people as you want, you know, exactly, and yeah. you went bang, 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 bang. Yeah. And you literally just sitting there going, I want a job. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Selling the story. Interview? Interviewing. Yeah. Doing certain like case studies and tests. And can I get yeah. some quick insights on the case studies, tests and these interviews? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so for what we, well, what I do specifically, um, heavily skewed around, um, valuing companies. So case studies will be like, yeah, you'll get the financial statements for a business. Um, and then you, you build out a, a financial model. So a discounted cash flow. So yeah, you have the historic. Oh, this is so boring for no, so many not, people. No, it's not. Keep going. <laughs> you you basically forecast um, the free cash flow, so the income that a company is going to generate, and then you discount it back to a present value and arrive at what a company should be worth. And then you sort of write a a, um, a qualitative piece on uh, who you'd sell it to, why, um, and how much for, and what range you'd give it in. How long would that take? Simplifying. You? Couple of hours. Three hours. Oh, so you do it pretty quickly. You got to, yeah, you got to do it quickly. They're, they're simplifying some of these case studies more now. So it's, they're making it a bit easier um, and more so putting more emphasis on your sort of rationale and, um, and then you your thinking behind present it. this to the same person yep. in a follow-up. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. And then they would follow up and say, nice, here's a job. Yeah, oh, you've made, these are all your errors. Um, never contact us again, but <laughs> thanks and all the best. Yeah, yeah. When you got the gig, how many meetings did you have? Now, this one was very lucky. I only had two. Yeah. So I didn't do a case study with these guys. Um, but yeah, previous experience, um, and connections, which is the other thing, mate, it's all, all who, you know, I actually met an Aussie at another friend's birthday party who worked at this firm. Were you on the decks? 
I wasn't on the decks. Had the USB on me, but no decks, unfortunately. <laughs> the USB is a cracker. You definitely carry that USB, by the way. For anyone else out there that doesn't understand, if you go to a house Sometimes. party, you'll see the big gentle giant. He will pull out his wallet and he'll get a USB stick out and he will be on the, the decks all here. night. Here it is. Get Wait, it this out. Is, this is how much wear and tear it's oh. on. <laughs> Please do not put this on any content. Is there a bit of Peggy Goo on there? There's so much Peggy. Oh, mate, we were Peggy. smashing Peggy. She's good, isn't she? She's um, great. My mate Jordan was having breakfast next to her in Mykonos and wouldn't get a photo. I'm like, you don't mate. have to harass her, but just maybe give her a compliment. Oh, and he was too scared. You're kidding. Next, that I kills me. That's that's now my biggest regret in life. It's not getting a trade from, a sons, from the Suns. It's not coming to, <laughs> to Greece with you. Peggy's my girl. I'm Peggy's convinced I'm going to meet bowl. her. There's a place called Bowl in Mykonos if you've been. Oh, it's my goodness. delicious. Just sitting next to Jordan, he goes, I'm sitting next to Peggy. Shut up. I'm thinking, mate, are you kidding? Like that was JT. I I've never, it. I've never pumped that song more. You only go out and then yeah. it comes on. Like if you're full that, go? Can you give us a rendition? Nah, I can't. come on. I can't. I'm more of a beat man. I'm more of a beat man. When it comes <laughs> on, I'm just like, ah, oh, here we go. Yeah. yeah, ten minutes to go on the set. You yeah. beauty. Um, some people to the D floor. Yeah. So, so you got lucky just from a connection. Yeah. So I met him. He got me an interview. Um, hit it off really well um, with the partner. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, it was a great fit. They had someone who in my position who left. Um, so yeah, it was yeah, yeah, really, really good timing. But as someone, I think Nick said that to me as well. Um, going back to some good advice was, um, so when I first got there, I like treated it like preseason. I guess I was like the first four weeks, I had like five meetings a day, um, five coffees a day. I was absolutely fucking buzzing by the end of every day. But um, get to bed early. I like Bluestone Lane coffees, the premium Aussie. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, if someone suggested elsewhere, I just would cancel the meeting. <laughs> just absolute power move. But um, yeah, like wouldn't like would wouldn't have a drink. And then I think it was Nick said to me, he's like, mate, don't turn down social events as well because it's all about who you know and who you meet. And that's what happened. That Like the first um, event I went to was a friend's birthday. Um, met this fella there. He got me the interview, got the job. Amazing. Um, yeah. It's amazing how it works. And the reason I'm asking this is generally interested, but there's a lot of people out there that w might be wanting to do what you're doing and yeah. they wouldn't know what to do, where to look. So yeah. I think it's great advice, you know, yeah. go to social events. Go to social you know, events. It's about who you know, but obviously yeah. like tee up as many meetings as possible. Yeah. And do, you just- do a lot of, you got to do a lot of prep work. Like you've, you've all, like all the meetings I had, I'd pretty much spoken to them in Oz beforehand, whether it be at 11 p.m. or 6 a.m. because you're obviously bookends of the day. So for anyone that wants to move overseas, set up as many meetings as possible and just contact everyone you know because it's all about who you know. Um, and then you've got to have boots on the ground. So get over there. You've got to be face-to-face. -face Take the risk. To, you just yeah. went over there, didn't you? you Mate, said, I was, I gotta, yeah. yeah. Pretty naive. Like I remember I had a I had a meeting with this like really impressive firm on the first day. Went really well. And then the second day I just had the absolute doubts. I'm like, what are you doing? Like you're an idiot. Um, you're not going to get anything, blah, blah, blah. But Everyone yeah. I've spoken to that's done this has landed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, um, you got to do it. If you're trying to, like some people can, but um, if you're trying to get something f on home soil, like, they just don't take you seriously. As I said before, you've got people that have got MBAs or um, CFA qualifications behind them coming from Harvard. They're Americans. They don't need sponsorship. It's just so much easier to select from their talent pool. Um, if you're in another country, you're not even there yeah. physically. So it's a no-brainer. No, nah, it's well said. Mate, um, when we uh, think about – Football, we're not that we've spoken too much about it. Yeah. Um, you know, as you said, Gazza wouldn't have won the Brownlow if you weren't putting it down his throat. Is that yeah. what you said earlier? Yeah. You're welcome, Gaz. <laughs> um, our friends here at Milwaukee, uh, take that off me, mate. Oh. That is yours. That is the Beautiful. M12 heated tough shell 
uh, heated jacket. Yeah, right. And I know you're going to New York and it's going to be cold. I know that might be warm at the moment, but it is going to be very cold. It's so be that, freezing. So that's yours. You've also got Thanks the battery so here, mate. So you can chuck the battery in the pocket in and the, it actually hits. In the suit. Yeah, into the jacket, mate. So when tradies you, wear that, mate. I've never worked a day in my life. They're all, all black, though. I've so you can wear that over the top of a shirt. No oh. dramas. Sort of suit, man. And take it off. Life. As you as you're working into the meeting, just take it off. You'd have the, you know, the three piece. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, not the two piece, but yeah. um <laughs> the suit on. The suit on. Um, anyway, the Milwaukee Battery. Tools segment here, it's it's your handiest mm. moment. Um I don't handiest know. Moment. How handy are you on the tools? Are you any- no, shocking. Yeah, I, um, okay. I did one day at mate's uh, um yeah, good thanks yourself. He's a tradie. I think he's a chippy. I don't even know what that means. Um, but I worked with him for one day and I got a sore back. I was like, how do you do this every day? Six foot eight. You're not made for it. <laughs> Correct. I don't know. Well, that's my opinion and my opinion yeah. only. Yeah. You're just going to get a sore back. All you six, eight tradies out there. Yeah. Suck eggs. Stick to the deals and <laughs> yeah. uh, just hit outs, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Now, with Milwaukee, um, I want you to tell us what is the handiest moment of your career. If you think back to a day, you know, you played nine years. Yeah. What is the handiest thing you've ever done? And don't tell me, oh, I can't remember. We all remember one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a long career. Um, so there's yeah. one thing that uh, Tommy Nichols, Milwaukee Tools, <laughs> handiest moment, what would it be? Um, yeah, well, you worded me up beforehand, so I thought about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to give you this one so you can make sure you just get it right. Yeah. So winding it back. So, yeah, didn't have – obviously didn't have many highlights at all, but winding it back to, to Gaz's Brownlow year 2013, um, I I think it was like my second or third game. We played the Dons um, down at Marvel. Eddie had it was back then. Um, and I was getting absolutely lit up by Paddy Ryder, who was like, yeah, an absolute idol growing up and just a beast, like punched out of his weight class, obviously. Um, and I was getting torched and, um, yeah, I think he kicked two goals on me. Um, yeah, I was having a stinker, like, yeah, jumping all over me. Um, and then like the end of the third quarter, I remember um, – I was like, fucking hell, I'm never going to play footy again here. I'm getting absolutely towed up. <laughs> we had a forward 50 stoppage um, and I don't even think I'd like mention anything to Gaz, but it was a short throw in. I was just running up to it and um, Bluey at the time was like, no, sorry. Um, yeah, Bluey McKenna, our coach at the time was like, just like always keep it in front of you. Just like keep it keep it simple for the, for the Rovers. And I was like, fuck that. Like let's get a bit of flair about it. So didn't communicate with anyone, just like, Ran up to this like short throw in, like finally beat Paddy to a contest, flicked it over the back, and Gaz was just there and he just ran onto it like without breaking stride and like kicked a goal, like snapped this like miraculous goal. And then, like, yeah, that's that that got me up and about, got a bit of confidence. I ended up kicking two goals in the second half on Paddy. I think he still got like two Brownlow votes and Gaz got three, maybe, but <laughs> it was great. And then I remember at three quarter time, um, Bluey brought us in and he was like, he's like, like, oh, you see, like, look, anyone can do it. Like, Tommy Nichols is getting absolutely pants in the first half, but he's just gritted the teeth and look at that like amazing tap that he's communicated with Gaz and like led to a goal and got us a bit of a mo- momentum. And I'm just there <laughs> thinking like fucking hell is a short throw in and I'm just <laughs> taking taking a risk and flicked it out the back. So cheers, that's <laughs> cheers, the best Yeah, yeah. A, you just run yeah. with it as well. The yes. boys, like you mean that? Yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Yeah, man, Gaz, <laughs> nodding a wink. There you go. There a little go. tap out the back. What yeah. number was that? What was the hit zone called there? Number four. Uh, good. Thanks yourself. No, it was <laughs> called gold actually. So red to the front, gold out the back. There you go. A yeah. little bit of gold for the master, yeah, and the master yeah. runs on. Gold and he would have made it. He made it. It's always good when the master in that case, but anyone finishes yeah. the job, finish yeah. the finish the work. Yeah, in so, stride as he is, so balanced. Like yeah. you saw him doing it the other day for 
the team up in the sunny coast or oh, in Cairns he's or whatever. He's playing yeah. up there with, um, yeah, it was up in Cairns, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, with Smithy and, yeah, Sebi Tape. I don't think know how they there. do it. Speaking of exercise, are you exercise? Because I go for, I went for my first bike ride yeah. last night. And me, yeah. it's like me, 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 Papatias and knees just locking up, and I'm Papa pretty. Tess, I think I'm pretty geez. fit down there as well. It's Something like, I've heard for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gastroc. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. gastroc. Yeah. So I just think Gaz just rolls out and just dominates. Like, yeah. Yeah, what a machine. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. like oh, oh, everyone else I've seen roll out. They get a bit tight. Yeah. That soft tissue. You know, well, the Carlton Draft Boys. They yeah. they all go. They're <laughs> off on the, the first quarter. They're all <laughs> done. You know what I mean? But Gaz yeah. is just rolling around, Take just cleaning up. Yeah. Well, mate, funny you mentioned it about Gaz because like. Yeah, speaking of leaders, his preparation off the field was like nothing I've ever seen. Elite. Like we used to have this book that you'd sign in at Metricon, Heritage it is now, Heritage Bank, um, where you could go into the ice bars because they had 24-7 security and you'd sign in and you'd like date what time you are. So I remember I used to go in the morning at like whatever um, and you'd see the person before you and it was like Gary Ablett, no joke, like 2.30 a.m. signing in yeah. to go into an ice bath. Yeah. That's a Kobe Bryant type uh you know, two thirty exactly, AM. That's yeah. that's early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his his uh, he, recovery did, and did any of you boys decide to jump on and you know copy at two thirty AM or just were you uh, too busy down at Love and East just yeah. uh, with your USB <laughs> stick in the DJ set? Did any of you boys think to pull your finger out and copy Gazza at two thirty in the morning or what? Thankfully, my USB has only been around for two years. But um, <laughs> no, nah, we were banned from Surface for like the first two years, and then we had a twelve AM curfew. Yeah, so. Broad Beach, Broad Beach was better than Surface back in the day, anyway. Yeah, true. I'll take your word for it. I was a Good man, never went out. Yeah, I'm sure you were. Charlie Dixon's list. I'm sure his list of love. (laughs) If you were, um, if you uh, were to, you know, give some advice to Ruckman before I give you the Rixies and you tell me who's going on tour with you to New York. Yes. uh, Any advice? Um, Not an easy position, and being such a, you know, you are, and this is, you are one of the nicest guys I've ever met, and and you are. I know you're such a gentle, caring guy. I've only known you not as long as you know. I've only known you for the last. Well, since I finished footy, um, obviously through footy, but got to spend some quality time with you. You're yeah. very caring, giving. You're such a lovely person, such a you know giant of a man. Um, but when you're a ruckman, you've got to be that assertive beast. You've got to be someone that's, you know, boys, follow me. I'm going to hit that first contest. You set the tone for the day yeah. every single game. Yeah. Did you struggle with any of that? Like, you know, um, or, or you just white line fever? I always had it in me, mate, but it wasn't until later in my, in my career that I like – I use it as my one would, I guess. Um, and yeah, one of the blokes that you played with, Shane Mumford, I think he was one of the best um, to do that. And I, I used to, I used to love coming up against him. I did my fucking PCL twice against him, I think. But yeah, he used to, he used to really <laughs> oh, set the tone. Yeah, he's, he's just a monster of a man. Um, but you're spot on. Like I'm a massive believer in that. Yeah, the ruckman has to have a massive physical presence. Um, and I used to thrive off it, like especially towards the end of my career. Um, and yeah, it'd give you your midfielders a kick. But um, yeah, for, for for Ruckman out there, my my biggest piece of advice, and I guess what I hung my hat on, was sort of follow up efforts and second efforts. Like I just used to, yeah, love following up the ball and like tackling the oppo mids or, or whatever it was, or, or getting that clearance and and giving it out. Um, and it's funny because it's like it feels like such an easy thing to do because like once you tap the ball, like you've still got like like in multiple seconds to to follow up and impact the contest. So, yeah, as simple as that, mate. That would be my my one piece of advice. It's good advice. It's good advice for the big 
For the, the big, big boys. Big blonks. For the big, <laughs> big blonks. He's caught a bit of heat back in the big blonks. Oh, mate, absolutely. Like, oh, look at this big fucking blonk. Yeah. What do they breathe up there, these blokes? They're fucking useless. So you, the and then you get the guns and the G's of your – I just – I wish I was tall. Like, tall would be, you know, just a bit more height. Yeah. Well, I think that Not was, just for yeah. the footy field, just to be walking around the streets, you know, six <laughs> foot field. six foot eight walking around. There's a few <laughs> head wobbles. It's good. It's good perspective at music festivals, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. When you're bobbing around with Zach Clark at Falls Festival, gee whiz. <laughs> Speaking of PCLs. Uh, yeah, speaking of. Um, mate, this pair, the tri no, Tribeca, I've got you the Tribecas because Beautiful. you're going to be living in Tribeca, I reckon, yeah. in, a, in a month. Yep. The Gloss Black, Great Rick's name, Eyewear, they're yours. Thank you for Dude, coming on mate. the show. Jeez, I've, I've come um, not bearing gifts. You're, mate, uh, you're that, a gift giver. Do you know your love languages? I feel like you're a quality time guy. Quality time. Quality time, yeah. yeah love. An acts of service. Love a laugh. Got um, your old man to bring these cards out today, didn't you? It's a bit trendy, this topic, actually. Speaking of something the other day, it was, it's yeah. five, isn't there? There is, yeah. What are the right. five? Uh, there's quality time, yep. gift giving, acts of service, words of affirmation, and personal t- uh, physical touch. Physical touch yeah. is definitely up there as well. Yeah, same yeah. for me. We're very similar, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just the just the real stuff. Just skinny. The, skinny, gifts, the gift giving, I don't mind gift giving, but give you give me gifts, it's good, but yeah. I'd rather hang out and have a, you oh, know, go have a beer, watch the NFL, you know, yeah. that's that's me dream. Yeah, yeah. Bit like what, bit like Brownie when we're at the doghouse in Vegas, like when we're in, in Vegas watching NFL. Mr. JK's Bucks? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that is like, that is the best scenario okay. ever. Just, Should I take these off? Or? No, no, leave them okay. on. Um, <laughs> I hope you take me seriously. But why is that Sorry, trending at the moment? That's that. No, uh, finish the doghouse story. No, I was just saying no, that is the it. dream. I was just saying sitting at the doghouse, having gotcha. a beer, only a couple of beers. I didn't mind it. You know, brownies over Malibu's, you know, the Malibu. He doesn't drink beer. Yeah, I go, yes. you don't drink beer. I go, man, Cruises. I'm jumping on with the fucking cup. No, yes. He drinks all the sweet Malibu drinks. Pineapple. I like what you're having, but with yeah. soda water or with pineapple, no yeah. no sugar drinks. I love telling people that. Campbell yeah. Brown, like, the toughest man Vegas, doesn't drink beer. Didn't drink a beer in Vegas. Um, yeah. So I'm surprised he hasn't got a deal. We keep knocking this mic. I'm surprised he hasn't got a deal with Malibu. The man drinks more Malibu <laughs> than I didn't, I, you know, <laughs> used to drink Gatorade. Um, <laughs> mate, let's stick to the segment here. <laughs> Yeah, the doghouse, mate. Just NFL, beers, okay. bit of physical touch, um, you know, <laughs> not from the boys, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, so Rick's on tour. Mm-hmm. We've changed this. It was going to be Rick's retirement. Now it's Rick's on tour. Okay. So if you get your Rixies yep. and I've got another two pairs, um, you get to bring two mates with you. Ooh. I want you to pick the place in the world you're going and yep. who you're taking. And it has to be someone that you played footy with. Okay. Do they have to be playing currently? No, they don't have to be currently playing. Okay. But you okay. got to explain why you're taking them. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, can I pick New York or is that too cliche? You can pick wherever you want. Yeah, New York. Obviously, yeah, very biased towards the, the Big Apple. Um, and I'm taking first draft pick is Darcy McPherson. Little snags yeah. McPherson. Yeah, yeah. Absolute legend of a human. Um, always smiling, Darcy. Always smiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, one of the nicest, one of the – one of the best humans out there um, and just like, yeah, doesn't have like no shame, like doesn't take himself seriously, yeah. always up for anything. Good man. Um, and he's a little turbo on the dance floor, shuffles like. Loves the dance. Shuffles like a deck of cards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. And then um, after that, oh, I've got, I reckon, I'm back the clock, um, pre-dad days, but I'll take Dave Swallow as well. Oh, what a good um, man. Yeah. But not for any of those aforementioned reasons, but because I feel like I owe it to Dave. He uh, came to Oktoberfest with us one year, um, as he does sometimes away with the fairies and didn't have a SIM card, didn't have reception, was relying on Wi-Fi. 
um, yeah, got talking to some people. We had plans of meeting at like the front of um, one of the tents at 9 a.m., rock up at 9, waited there till 9.45. Dave's not there. Um, so we're like, bugger it, whatever. Um, we're going in, having a, having a blast. A couple of hours later, come out and find find Davey there just out the front, just in tears, just crying. <laughs> He, he, he couldn't find us. He didn't have Wi-Fi. He was a bit of a shambles from the day before. So um, I'll I'm stitch up there, Dave. Also one of the one of the all-time blokes. But met, uh, I just want saying, people to know he cried at October Yeah, first. there you go. Well, it's, you, it's fine. It's, it's fine to cry. We've all cried. Yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not at October Fest. Nah, I wouldn't have thought. What an event. Like I'd be cr- Actually, you know what? I'd be crying as well if you can't get into that event. That is yes. one of the best events I've ever been to. Yeah. Um, did he end up there. getting in? He did. He did. Okay, cool. So Das. Dave, yeah, and the big fella, yeah, that's a good oh, yeah. crew. Speaking of USBs, though, maybe Tuki Miller. He's well, you've, he's, you've left yeah. him on the bench. Tuki, yeah, you're sorry, on the pine. Tuki, you're on the pine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The warm up, look at the yeah. vest on, so you come in if maybe one of the boys can't yeah. make it. Mate, thanks so much for coming on. It's Pleasure. awesome to get you on. Um, I didn't think you'd be in town. You're in town. There's some big things happening here, you know. Yeah. And don't be coming back to me, aces, and saying, "Oh, Tommy Nichols, he's the man. He runs Wall Street now." Well, yeah, guess what? <laughs> We've heard it right here. He's <laughs> giving you some gems. Um, we wish you all the best over there. And uh, it, if anyone needs some accommodation in New York City, because I've been online and it's expensive, you hit up this man here, hit and I'm sure up. he'll yep. be able to sort you out yep. for sure. Yeah, I'll be homeless over there, so we can sh- share a curb together. But yeah. um, mate, no, appreciate you having me on. Look forward to um, to yeah, following your journey. It's been a great one, and um, who knows? Hopefully, we can link up together in the future and yeah you're an absolute legend and yeah appreciate being here mate oh mate you're too nice well um yeah as i said all the best thanks for coming on we'll get the polls on the uh, adidas the nikes yeah, yeah true um you go home with your heated jacket in new york you've you got beauty. your sports where i am voucher there to go to the rangers mate, you've got your tribeca you so sunnies mate you hit new york with pace, with pace all right we're yeah, giving yeah, you every opportunity all right <laughs> hit the ground running that's it um to everyone <laughs> out there thank you so much for your support we're in the brand new studio here roll a they're on fire Um, make sure you hit the subscribe button uh, give us a review I think you can you know write in comments every week but thank you so much for all your support there's some exciting things happening here uh, at Oz American Aces over the next eight weeks especially so stay with us Um, we love your support and we'll see you on the next one thanks for listening to another episode of Tommy Talks where you literally can't thank you enough for all your support righto we'll see you on the next podcast Milwaukee's MX Fuel Equipment System revolutionizes the light equipment market by delivering the performance and durability demanded by the trades. From the MX Fuel Cutoff Saw to the MX Fuel Tower Light, MX Fuel has you covered without the hazards associated with emissions, noise, vibrations, and the frustrations of petrol maintenance. MX Fuel Equipment System, equipment redefined. Attention, sports fans, planning an overseas trip to catch your favorite games? Look no further than Sports Where I Am. They've got it all. League schedules, trustworthy tickets, and over 200 cities to choose from, all conveniently on one website. Plus, as an Australian company, they know the importance of great customer service for those long-haul journeys. So visit sportswhereiam.com and start planning your dream sports trip today. Sports Where I Am, your ticket to an unforgettable sports travel experience.